Hello, everyone. Welcome to Know My Legal Self, where we explore all aspects of in-house legal practice. Lawyers are human first. They care about all kinds of things. They care about community. They care about career. They care about their personal life. They care about the world. If you know an in-house professional who can contribute to the conversation and to showcase their amazing experience, advice, and how diverse life is in-house, let me know. I would love to have conversation with peers from which we can all learn and we can learn together. Today, we have a, a very, very interesting conversation. This conversation comes up all the time. What does it mean to be successful generally? And specifically, what does it mean to be a successful in-house lawyer? Uh, we have a fantastic guest and I will let Adele, welcome to the show. Please Thank introduce you. yourself. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Adele Tagger, and I am currently uh, Director, Senior Legal Counsel in the Employment Law Group at Western Digital. And Adele, um, before you came to Western Digital, what was the journey along the way and what were the stops? Well, I have a little different journey because I've been in-house my entire career. Um, I did not... I have not worked at a law firm. I've just been in-house. Um, so my first in-house job was at Yamaha Motor Corporation. Um, that was fun. Um, very passionate people, passionate about the products. Um, so it was fun to learn that. I traveled a lot. There was a lot of litigation. Um, and then I actually went uh, part-time for 10 years because I had my son. And while I was at Yamaha, I traveled very frequently. And so that didn't work. So I left that job, went part-time and went to a legal services uh, firm, for lack of a better word, um, Anova Council, where I acted as um, in-house counsel to smaller companies on a part-time basis. Went back full-time and was at Arbonne International um, as Associate General Counsel for about six years, a little less than six years. And then I moved into Western Digital. Oh, I love the journey. There's so many conversations we could have. The part-time, very interesting conversation in-house. And of course, the the part um, of, of, of moving and providing sort of fractional um, advice to various various uh, clients, how it is a very different in-house practice. Yes. But let's focus on why we're here. And um, I know there is a common piece of advice that you disagree with. What is it? It's okay not to want it all. It's okay not to strive to be the general counsel. Everyone needs to have their own journey. It's okay not to strive for that. I love that. Let, let's unpack it a little bit. Sometimes we are very, very narrow in the way we define success in law. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's either being a partner or being a GC, um, but you think it's a kind of much more custom experience. How did you come to that realization, Adele? Over a long period of time, <laughs> I would say, um, you know, I decided that being the GC is not the most important. You know, that is that is not my ultimate goal. I live my life with balance. And when I had a position where um, I wasn't the GC, but I was assistant GC and had a team under me, and a lot of responsibility and it was a lot of hours and a lot of stress. I wasn't as balanced and I wasn't as happy. And, you know, I don't need my, my headstone to read, you know, she was a wonderful general counsel. Um, you know, I would like to be a wonderful mother, a wonderful member of the community, um, a wonderful partner. Um, and she was also a lawyer. 
<laughs> so, you know, I really thought about that. I thought about what I wanted, what I enjoyed, and what I really enjoy is employment law. Um, and decided to make a move um, to another company um, where, yes, I work and I have a lot of responsibilities, but I am not necessarily on that track. I'm not trying to become the general counsel of Western Digital. Very interesting. Um, I like I like that phrase. Life was balance. Um, <laughs> that is that is such a, a an interesting way to 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 think about it. Um, I guess were there any you know how you know how one does not arrive to this phrase without a struggle, <laughs> based on my experiences. Um, what were some of your struggles? And, and specifically, you know, it, so it sounds like your struggles led you to think, what do I want my tombstone to read? Yes. <laughs> sounds like it was a process to articulate it. So tell me, how, how did that go? <laughs> it is a process. And I, I'm going to touch on some personal notes, too, is that um, I'm a single parent and have been since my son was two. And, you know, that matters to me, being a good parent and being a present parent. Um, is the most important thing for me. That is the most important. Um, I was a lawyer first before I was a mom, but being a mom surpassed, um, I guess, my focus on being an attorney. And so that was the process. The process of also balancing so many things, my responsibilities as a single parent, not having family in the area. And, you know, I discovered that having a balanced approach makes me happier and more successful in all of my endeavors, being a mom, being a lawyer, being involved in the community. So being a human first, um, I really love it. Obviously, being a, a single parent, you know, puts sort of a different framework. You are basically the parent and and and, and they're uh, all the time have lots of responsibilities um were there any other sort of struggles that you 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 face as a as a as a professional as a professional woman as a professional um woman attorney that that also colored that that worldview uh, and the goal of living your life with balance and you know i know you mentioned some travel at some point and how that mm -hmm. didn't, didn't always was part of life. So I'm just curious what other things shape that worldview? Like you said, it's a journey, experiences, and living life with balance, as I said, is my key to becoming more, you know, to be successful in my endeavors. Um, if I focus too much on one thing, I am going to become anxious about the other things in my life that I might be letting go. For me, if I was, you know, achieving, how do I get the next promotion? How do I become GC? Um, then I might feel, you know, the ever present mom guilt of, um, you know, am I, am I there for my child? So that stress doesn't allow me to be successful. It may push some people, it doesn't push me. So the stress of being pulled in too many different directions um, or just trying to concentrate on one thing, it just it, it doesn't make me successful. I become a little more scattered than, you know, rather than, okay, I'm being a balanced approach to things. Um, then I can focus and relax and do a better job. That is very interesting. So, I find it very interesting as you talk about kind of you, it sounds like you went through the journey of defining what success means to you. Yes. Um, and you, you painted a picture of what it means to be successful and what's important to you. But it's, uh, it seems like understanding what's not part of it was yes. equally as important 
in that clarity, right? You know, because yes. now I said a few times, being the general counsel is not my definition of success. Right. It's not. It, yeah, it's it's not. I think my definition of success is being happy and doing a good job at what I've committed to. Um, I will say I took a title step down from my last job to my current uh, current job. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing more. Um, well, one, I'm focused on employment law, like I said, which is my first love of the law is employment law. And who cares what my title is? It doesn't make me a better person or a smarter person or, you know, a happier person. And maybe the people who are looking at my profile on LinkedIn, oh, she went from, you know, assistant general counsel to just a director, senior legal counsel. Oh, what happened there? Nothing happened. I actually made myself happier with a different position. And not that I don't love Arbonne. I don't want anyone to say, you know, I did, I didn't love it. It's a great company. Um, but you know, that's it, it, my title is not my value. Um, the value I bring to the company, um, isn't, subject to my title. It's, it's, you know, it's the value that I bring to the team and reducing risk in the company. Um, it's not about what my title is. And it, my uncle gave me some advice when I started working, you know, he said, treat the receptionist, the janitor, just as you would treat the CEO. And I think a lot of people have heard that advice. And that is true. Everyone has value regardless of what their title is. I think we're feeling it during the great resignation um, <laughs> because you realize how important everyone is, not just the kind of folks at the top or a little bit below the top. Everyone has a role to play for, for a, an adventure, for, for an organization to go forward. And you need competent people at every level, at every part of the organization yes. to contribute. That's very interesting. By the way, when I look at, at your profile, I see a person who had an amazing career to work at <laughs> iconic organizations and, and be part of that growth and build and, and the versatility to go from one industry to another. Uh, <laughs> I, admittedly, the title was, was something I didn't even notice. So and that's something that when you uh, were recommended as one of the people to speak and I assessed whether you would be a, a good speaker, that's actually what I saw. So um, I, 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 it may not be an issue whatsoever. It may be. And that actually kind of leads me to my question. I think sometimes what we expect other will see may actually, you know, to some extent, you know, manifest our worries, our insecurities, what we are worried about. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it sounds like you, in considering the, the doing this step back, you were very conscious about what it may look like and whether it will have an effect on you as a person or you as a career. How did you, how did you lawyer yourself out of this? <laughs> what may seem like a really like big deal of a problem that you're giving something up and will you ever regret? Because, you know, like that's something, you know, I go through every time I make a career decision. Um, will I regret entering this door question? <laughs> First of all, regret isn't a terrible thing. We all make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes. 
So making a move and realizing it's not the best choice for you, that's okay. Um, and then it just helps clarify what is the right choice for you. How did I lawyer myself out of it? I wanted to be happy and I wanted to contribute and I wanted to be successful. And I thought about what that meant to me and how best to do that and how best to serve my clients. My client is the company. So what is, what is it that I do as an attorney, as an in-house attorney that helps my client the most. Um, I like working with people. I like reducing risk as it relates to employees. So that's employment law. Um, so focusing on employment law is how I chose to be most successful. So it was really about success to me, not success as others see it. Having made that journey, do you feel like that process should have been less of a process and, and much quicker that you maybe overthought it? Because I definitely look back at at all my decisions before. And I thought that should have been a much easier decision than it was. <laughs> Curious if, if, if you feel this way now that you're sort of living it and have a very articulated life of balance uh, mission statement, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would have been nice, I suppose, to have reached that journey, reached that conclusion earlier. Um, but there's always external elements, external forces um, going on. So when I decided I couldn't take a full-time job or I really didn't want a full-time job um, because so many full-time uh, jobs as in-house counsel, maybe not now, but involved travel. And that was something I couldn't do. So I had to be open to what was available to me in a part-time basis. So, well, yes, I could have tried to you know, reach my goal of being, you know, or, my decision to be, you know, in-house employment counsel, um, it wasn't necessarily available to me. I had limited options, and I will say that you asked me earlier about, you know, being a woman and how that's affected my career. And I think that's one of the things is having limited options. Things are changing a bit, um, especially COVID. You know, working from home, but um, we do have limited options as lawyers. Um, we don't have a lot of options to work part time, um, reduce our billable hours. I don't think that's an option for everyone. You know, if you didn't graduate top of your class from a top five law school, you know, sometimes you have to take what's offered to you. Yeah, well, hopefully that part will be changing uh, yeah. <laughs> for many reasons, because at some point we should stop judging people, you know, based on where they went to law school, whether they joined law review or even graduated on top of their class. There are all kinds of reasons <laughs> that for that not to happen and for that actually not to be the goal. Um, I'm just curious, um, on that journey of defining a mission statement and kind of thinking what's important to you, what in law or even outside of law, who were your inspirations? Whose steps did you follow? Who did you think, geez, if this person can do it, I can probably do that too. Or at least Well, this is a so I'm going to tell you, this is a softball question for me. I didn't <laughs> know it was coming. But my mother was a lawyer. And she went to law school when I was in first grade. So she, instead of being a 1L, she called herself a first grader. Um, so she went to law school and... Um, at that time, you know, there wasn't as many women in, in law. Um, and she went to work a firm and she kind of got pigeonholed into family law and uh, didn't like that. Um, but, you know, she did what she wanted to do to, you know, to make herself happy. And, you know, she loved being a lawyer. Um, 
and she was, you know, a passionate, caring, wonderful mom, and she was successful in her work as well. And so she was absolutely my inspiration and, um, kind of ties into a question you were, what you were talking about, you know, going to the top law school or what, you know, having the top grades. I didn't have top grades either. Um, my mom actually passed away, um, literally dead smack in the middle of law school, um, middle of my second year. And I think one of my most proud achievements is that I got through law school. And as we all know, it's not easy. Passed the bar um, with my mom, with my inspiration having passed away in the middle of that. And that showed me the strength that I have. And, you know, I felt like she was there cheering me on. Oh, that is that is such a um, beautiful story. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I, I, it, and to some extent, that's what I alluded to. That law school is not always equal place for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. I, I um, you know, my, my my mother had a stage for cancer when I was going through law school. So when people ask me, she 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 did manage to survive. But I spent almost two and a half years out of three in chemo's and radiations with my mother supporting her. Uh, when people ask me how much I enjoyed law school, I tell them straight up, I hated it. It was in law school that I hated my I, my life there. It was at the time, mm -hmm. and I'm, I have I like yourself have a very close relationship with my mother. Um, and you, you, your your life experiences will color all your other experiences, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. And and then so um, you know when you get a candidate and you evaluate, you know, their who they are as people and where they've been and whether they can contribute to your organization. Transcript is a data point among many other data points. And I, I, you know, I, and so is law school. So all kinds of things. And, 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 you know, as a person who interviews a lot of folks, I, I now really value life experiences. I do think that, that they contribute a lot to, uh, to the team and, 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 and to customers and just overall morale <laughs> and culture. So I, I like that point of view. Um, in, in that journey of kind of, uh, Identifying what's important to you, what you're not gonna do, what's what you know, what is that mission statement? What's on your two? Uh, what is? I guess I'm just curious in that in, in that journey because that journey takes courage, you know. What what are you most proud of in in, in, in that specific journey of, um, of of balance? Being able to sit down and realize what does make me successful and living a life with balance is what makes me successful. So what I do, the projects I take on in my professional life, I'm more successful because I live a life with balance. That's it. And realizing that, that's what makes me most proud is that I was able to realize it and kind of step off that track of trying to be the GC, trying to be the assistant general counsel, trying to make $400,000 a year, trying to do this. You know, it's... Um, it, I was able to step off that track and say, no, I need to live a life with balance. And it makes me more successful. It makes me a better attorney. It makes me, uh, you know, meet my client's needs. Yeah. We're coming to the end. And so I have a few questions because you mentioned a couple of things. One of the things you mentioned, and a number of, of in-house lawyers I now talk to really value their community involvement, their uh, and, and being sort of citizens first. And, and that makes sense to me a lot because a lot of us go to law school because we have some definition of justice. And mm -hmm. one of the ways to channel that is being a fantastic community member, uh, you know, and as a lawyer, you can contribute that. You know, you mentioned community now a few times. Help me understand what that means to you um, and, and, and in what ways is it important? To me, it means a couple of things. And um, there's community as far as being involved in my son's school. 
Um, I've had varying degrees um, throughout his school career. Um, for me, it also means being involved in politics um, and helping out um, with political organizations that I'm um, passionate about. Um, so that's being a good you know, community member. Um, you know, in my retirement, that's what I plan on doing is um, okay. volunteering more with political organizations. Tell so, us so more. Tell so us more about your work. What inspired? I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I have no intention of being political, so to speak. <laughs> but, but you know, I haven't said that. I'm, I'm just really curious. What steps are you taking? What excites you? Um, you know, work have you contributed? Working full time and being a mom full time, I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to that. Um, but when I can, I've, I've volunteered for uh, my local um, House of Representative, and she was elected, and she's a very popular uh, House of Representative um, and very effective. So I plan to, you know, continue working on um, her campaign. Um, I've knocked on doors, um, I've made phone calls, I've gone to rallies. Um, I would like to do that more. I actually really enjoy to, um, I've had a chance to do some government relations and some jobs. I really enjoy that. So if I could find my way back there, I said, you know, in, in a future life, um, that would be good when I have a little bit more time. Um, that would be good. So, you know, that means a lot to me and seeing someone that you value um, being more successful. Oh, um, I, love it. I love all of it. You know, the, the supporting other woman part. Um, and the the part uh, you know canvassing can be quite fun you, you you really get to meet your neighbors so to speak <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that's for sure especially if you're canvassing in an area that maybe doesn't you know Agreed, fall yeah. along the same political lines as the person you're knocking on doors for yeah yeah no, that's, what I, that's what i meant but you really get to meet your neighbors <laughs> um it, it's it's very interesting and um and I, I, I love how you think about it in stages, kind of in the same way as you're thinking about your career. This is, I think it's come from the realization, and I, I made that journey to some extent too. I have kids who are 10 and 12, thinking that, you know, I was a lawyer first, kind of what you said, mom being as important, yes, but at some point I will release them into the wild. <laughs> and that practically means I have a little bit more time. So, what can I do today to do something then? And it sounds like you're having similar thoughts. So how are you, you know, um, how are you thinking about this journey? What interest do you follow? Is that a cause? Is it kind of a person or kind of how, what, what is the thought process there? So I would say um, probably an ideology and, and supporting political candidates and causes that um, mean something to me um, that I support. I was a political science major in in college. And so it's something that's always been interesting to me. And it's, you know, something that I get involved in as time permits. Um, that's a bit more of a hobby at this point. So, yes, I, you know, but keeping my, my, um, my toe in it, so to speak, um, keeping involved to the extent that I can at this point in my life and then getting more involved when I have the opportunity, you know, maybe when my son goes off into the wild, <laughs> which is which is coming up far too soon, by the way. Um, you know, I will have more time to do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been a mother of babies like not, not so long ago and they're 10 and 12 now. So I, I am with you there. I'll ask you kind of a broad question. You know, kind of what is the kind of takeaways you want to folks who listen and, and, and watch you have, you know, perhaps maybe an advice to your younger self that you wish you had that would have made it a whole lot easier. Kind of what, what is the kind of thing you want them to, to take away from this conversation? My advice, I would say it's especially geared 
to women, although men can find some use out of it too, is to really think about what's going to make you happy and follow that. And if that, if what's going to make you happy is to be the general counsel of a Fortune 500 company, then go for it. Absolutely. I support you 100%. But also do not be afraid to step off of that track and realize what's going to make you happy. You know, being an attorney is a great job. It's demanding. Um, you know, what part of it do you love? Um, what part of it are you successful at? What part are you best at? And focus on that. Um, we discussed in my career, I wasn't always able to do just what I love. Sometimes I had to take the job that was available to me. And that's okay. Um, but think about what you want. And, you know, I think as women, we're like, oh, we have to be successful. We have to achieve. We have to, you know, we have to work twice as hard to achieve what a man achieves. That's all true. However, we don't have to want that and we don't want to have to hold ourselves up to what is successful for a man or what we think is successful for a man. Um, we need to think about what's successful to ourselves. And I'm so thankful for people like my mother who went before me and allowed me to be able to choose and to, and to you know, be a good attorney and to have those opportunities and also to be a mom. Thank you so much, Adele, for this conversation. Thank I, you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, your intentional knowledge in defining success and defining what's not um, is, is very inspiring. I just love how, how much courage you had and how intentionally you have been on this journey. And the thing is, I think, you know, just like, I think this, this definition of success is probably not uniform for men. It is not uniform for women. I think it's sure. more sometimes more acutely for women, you know, mm -hmm. um, because of societal norm, uh, or because we may end up being as a single parent uh, more often. You know, I find that when we have multiple definition of success, men also raise their hand, um, and 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 then, and then, and I think I think that's actually one way to sort of get to that equality is to have mm -hmm. definitions of right. <laughs> for both men and women absolutely yeah for both men and women uh, but thank you again thank you so much i really appreciate this conversation it's it's been really enlightening um i want to thank the viewers and the listeners for joining us i will personally reflect on this live with balance mission statement my on my weekend i think i can benefit from that um, I definitely learned something in this conversation with Adele. Um, I invite you to nominate folks from in-house in the Office of General Counsel to be part of this conversation. To be very clear, I don't only talk to General Counsel. <laughs> uh, I talk to leaders of all kinds uh, who have different definitions of success. So if you have any suggestions of anyone um, who may contribute to this con conversation, who can give us permission and inspiration uh, to show up better as humans, as in-house lawyers, as community members, as parents, or anything else, uh, let me know. I definitely would love to have that conversation. Bye, everyone.